This podcast is brought to you by Greyblock Pizza, one of the best pizza places in Santa Monica, located at 1811 Pico Boulevard. Stop on by. Hey, welcome to Mod Rods Podcast, episode number 32. Oh. oh. That was me. I was turning you down in my headset. <laughs> oh, that's nice of you. You cannot turn me down. You cannot shut me out. Like and subscribe. I'm Thomas. This is my co-host, Juliet Lamar. Hello, hello. And uh, let's get right into it. What the fuck is going on with your wellness? So we have this new segment thing that we're going to be doing. We're very excited. We're introducing a lot of segments into the show uh, where we're going to sacrifice our mind, body, soul, Holy and shit. everything to get to the bottom of issues that we hear about. There's, there's so many that you guys get to look forward to. So WTF Wellness is one, WTF wellness is one that... Uh, Thomas and I came up with because I love to try new health trends. I consider myself a healthy person. You're trying to be a healthy person. Good luck. <laughs> so that's one. Rage responsibly. You guys are going to, we have a lot of tips for those people out here mm-hmm. who like to rage. And sometimes I like to get judgy. I'm a very non judgmental person, but if you're raging incorrectly, you're going to hear from me. Uh, another one I'm going to do is Wing Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a lot of my friends laid. So if you want some tips, listen in to me. I don't know. Thomas probably has some tips and tricks, but. I'm a great wing woman with my, with my guy friends. Women, I'm terrible at getting my girlfriends laid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is sad. Uh, so those are just a couple of the ones that I'm going to introduce, and Thomas is going to bring in some good ones as well. Yep, and I'm going to save it because I, I believe I'm our, our audience is highly educated. They don't need to be spoken to like kindergartners, but maybe you do. So what the fuck is going on with your wellness? So my is segment. something I want to try? Uh, yeah, you know, I think you should. So this week in, in WTF Wellness, or what the fuck, Wellness, is uh, I went to a sound bath. You did? I did. Okay. And uh, so for those of you who are not in LA, you mm-hmm. might not know what a sound bath is. Mm-hmm. Do you bathe in musical notes? No. Maybe. Depends I on how do. You I drop acid and listen to fucking Nine Inch Nails, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm bathed in blood and music. So that, to me, at the end of the sound bath, and we'll get to back to that. Remind me of that. But the end of the sound bath, I thought I could sound bathe to any music. But a typical sound bath is you go in uh, into a relaxing, dimly lit area. Mm-hmm. Everyone is wearing yoga pants or those little like harem pant things. Everyone's wearing comfy clothes. There's a bunch of yoga mats on the floor. They have uh, neck rolls. They have a bunch of like little Mexican blankets. Those ones with the stuff on them, they're so cute. What about those things for your eyes? You could just. You know they don't have those. They should. Um, so you lay in and there's a gong, there's someone usually playing a gong. Mm-hmm. Um, these people are very zen. You go in, nothing but relaxation. Was this that unplugged? Uh, no, it was at this phenomenal crystal store, which name escapes me currently, but it's, uh, it's a crystal store that's over here in Venice. You walk in, they've got rocks, geodes that are twice the size of me. Mm. And they're very expensive, so don't touch anything. Uh, but you go in, there's Palo Santo, there's sage, there's gongs. Um, some of them have water features, where there's just like a little trickle of water nice. sign happening. Um, and you, you go in, and they dim the lights. You turn off your cell phone, unless you're like me, and I totally had a call and ruined five minutes of it. Um, wow. You go in. I know. I was that person. Were you excommunicated? I don't, I don't think that they can. They're all love and joy there. They huh. were like, oh, it's okay. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so you lay down. Um, How much was this? What's, what's... I went for free. All right. How <laughs> but much they are typically the neighbor no, like they range anywhere from thirty to probably up in the hundreds. Holy shit! Depending on the length, depending on the atmosphere, okay, all that stuff. I think and the, the one, practitioner. Then the practitioner, the one that I attended, I believe, if you were just going to be going, mm-hmm. was around thirty-five to 
40. Wow. And also depending on if you were going to reserve a spot right, or if you were right. a walk-in, it was packed. Yeah, Thomas, I was Thomas, say, how there many was people? there was oh at least forty people in this oh, tiny. So I would need store. a separate. I would need a separate singing bowl for my fucking anxiety. Right, exactly. They Plus should the have a private room. Human smell. No wonder why they got the sage going. <laughs> you know a bunch of like granola hippies. I'm in there burping, <laughs> farting. Some people. Somebody did let one like when I was in there, but you know they're relaxing. You know you're in that state. You're like it's fine. Um, I am not necessarily a woo-woo person or someone who's super into that. I'm not necessarily not. I really am a chameleon. I think that's why I'm going to love this what the fuck segment because I'm a chameleon. I'll try anything and I won't judge it. Okay. So anyway, I go on the sound bath. You might have had a horrific experience. We're going to find out as the weeks continue. Yeah. So I go in, we lay down, um, and they just start playing. You close your eyes and they, they don't tell what you what to What was the intent? Did they say that this They say is set a... your intent. Um, they just, they said, you know, breathe, take a deep breath. You take a collective breath and you let it out. Collective right. breath, let it out. Um, so they didn't say this is going to be a calming evening or this is going to be a higher vibrational evening. This is going to be a chakra alignment evening. This is going to be, uh, I mean. It was a choose your own adventure. So they very much did huh. say, uh, they walked you through. It was, like a, it was a very beginner one um, okay. where they just said, sound, you know, you're going to, to experience some sounds that okay. are from different instruments as we go along. Who would you go with? Myself. Okay. <laughs> and what? And, what made you decide to do this? I got invited. I got invited by a publicist because okay. I, I do freelance journalism. Okay. And they invited me to cover the event, which I still need to edit and do right. stuff from them. So, so did you have you. yoga pants and a yoga mat? Or oh, Tom, I dress for the part. I, I right. have I have the wardrobe for any situation, <laughs> and I will dress to fit in like a chameleon that, that I am. So okay. I go there, I'm dressed. Water. I didn't shower. I have my water. Like I was like ready to go. Had some crystals that I had on my neck. I don't know what they are, but I had them. Huh. Uh, and yeah, I was ready to go. So you take off your shoes, you sit there, and you breathe in and out. They said you're setting your intention for the evening. Which um, was what? So for me, I just wanted to relax. My intention okay. was I want to just be. So that okay. was my intention, just be. Uh, but they did, yeah, they didn't. A lot of times they do say like, we're gonna align your chakras, or we're going to give you energy. They always set an intention. Yeah, or just a theme to it. A theme to it. But like you said, this was kind of like an introduction. Introduction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How many people were there? Was there a little like platform? So it was 40 people. It was just in the shops. No, I meant how many people were creating oh. the music? Were there bowls all around? Was it a little dais with like two people with a gong and, you know, roots music instruments? Or did they have like a crystal bowl? And you know the thing that they circle. Mm -hmm. Those things are awesome. Um, yes, all of the above. And is location important? Were you too far away? Were you too? I close? had a great spot. I okay. was right in the in the front. Okay. Which, at first, I was freaking out because what if I have to pee? But it's only an hour. It's fine. Uh, they're up on a little tiny platform, probably only about a foot above everything, if okay. that. Uh, the gentleman who was playing, he was sitting cross-legged, and he had bowls surrounding him of all different sizes. Wow. Sizes those crystal bowls. And he was sitting there gently playing them the whole time. And then the, his, his girlfriend or wife, his co-creator co there, she had one of those instruments that sits like this and you, you play it with your hands, like oh. in, the, in the air. Huh. It's like a frequency machine. So if she pulls her hand back away from it, it makes a different noise than she puts her hand in. It looks like she's conducting spells, like a sorceress. And she was phenomenally cool. Wow. Um, and she, had the, she walked around. So he's playing the bowls. They also had a CD going of um, beautiful nature noises and pre-recorded music that they had done with like ukuleles, no singing, except for maybe some throat singing. The, the tongue thing. Yeah. And then he the was, Tibetan the Tibetan throat singing, which I love. And he was gonging everything. 
and she was doing all her stuff, and she would walk around with different scents and with chimes, so that the sound came came to you in all different forms from all different sides of you. So she would walk around, and at some point, I'm like, the chimes are above me. Oh, they're at my feet. Oh, they're on my right. They're on my left. Huh. And then she would leave, and all of a sudden I'd have a smell that came from one side or the other. And so she was bathing us in an experience that was very immersive. Um, I went in, set my attention to just be, and I went on a crazy, and I was sober, okay, I was sober. The things that sound does to your mind is pretty phenomenal. Okay. So, yeah. So here's my thing. How What's do you thing? trust these fucks? What if they're doing some frequency, 85, I got tinnitus in my ear, right? Grandpa's going to start complaining. But if I'm sitting there, what if it's like making my tinnitus louder? What if it's the exact same frequency that might... That might hurt you. No, or it might help, right? It might help, yeah. neutralize it. It'll become white noise. So now my ear's out. I'm, and then what? I'm snoring sage, Palo Santos, the dude in front Allergy. of his feet. Someone started snoring next to me. I was like, how are you asleep right now? But you felt like when you were searching for the instruments, like it was floating and like, yeah. oh, now there's chimes. Now there's cymbals. Now there's a, mm -hmm. a triangle. What's that thing called? Triangle. <laughs> You're right, it's called a triangle. So, interesting. So, so for somebody like me who just has a hyperactive mind, mm -hmm. I went in not trying to just be, and it was my first time, um, I went on a crazy mental journey with it. Where'd you go? I just went back in time. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I, was, I was very reluctantly immersed. I didn't think that it was going to take me on a journey. And when you're laying there, you don't have any other sensory input but the sounds mm -hmm. and the smells that you're mm -hmm. being quote-unquote bathed with. Um, it does take your mind to really interesting places. A lot of people fell asleep, wow. though. Lots of people were sleeping. I don't know how they slept. Um, what time was it, by the way? It was at 9. At night? Yeah, it was like bedtime. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to get back to, to your point, I think that you could go to different ones for different reasons. Like mm -hmm. a health sound bath, they're going to play certain frequencies, or um, I a recentering. the science behind it. I, you know, I don't know if they have any science behind it. I used to think when I was little that the reason you liked certain genres of mm -hmm. music was because of your heart rhythm. That was my... So for me, I have a really slow Sounds like rhythm. a good theory. It's, a, it's just a theory. Uh, like for me, I have a really slow heart rhythm because I was an athlete, so my heart's very slow. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy uh, faster music. Most of the time. I enjoy all kinds of music. But then someone maybe who's really amped up, they mm -hmm. might feel peace with a slightly, not relaxing music, but the tempo being just a little lower. So you felt like this was too, too, too calming? No, I loved it. I thought it was what? way different than I thought it was going to be. But you, you went on a mental journey. I thought it was going to be very boring. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. But the, So was it distracting or stimulating or both? Stimulating. I think it was stimulating. Mm -hmm. At first, I'm just sitting there doubting, like, how long is this? How long do I have right. to sit here? Oh, breathe through my belly. I'm, like, I'm trying to follow to the pee? directions. What do I have to pee? This person is far next to me. That person's already asleep. We just turned off the lights. Like, my phone started ringing. I mean, at first, I'm right. just all over the place. And then it just, it takes you. It, picks you up and it takes you on a journey. So that so, I would recommend a sound would, bath. So you would? I was just gonna say, Once. would you try it again? I would not I would not pay for it. Interesting. For the second time. To experience it the first time I was willing to pay for it. I just happened to get invited and it was on my to-do list already. Um, if you if you are someone who likes meditation, yeah. if you're somebody who needs needs to be told how to relax, I think it's something that's nice. I think the price point is not is not great. I haven't been able to find one in LA that's under 20 bucks. Okay, so, but it's an hour. It's an hour. So it's kind of double the yoga class. Yeah, but you're not moving. There's no movement. Right. 
Just mental movement. But it's an experience. So part of you is promoting it, but you don't you wouldn't pay for it. And I know so I'm many just people. Catch on that. Yep, that's completely accurate. I have a lot of friends who go religiously. Is it worth trying? Yes. All right. It's worth trying because it's a lot. It's not what you think it is. It I just be. wonder how these people. You know, some of them get notoriety. They charge two hundred dollars for an individual sound bath healing session. So I'm just curious the healing, right? Because mm -hmm. maybe you'll go. I need something for deep trance relaxation. Mm -hmm. So when my mom was in the hospital, I used to play her deep trance brain waves or right. healing waves or right. frequencies of something something hurts 100%. and she got better so maybe there is something to oh, it oh um, <laughs> so let me just say this i believe a hundred percent that sound is energy energy moving through us just How like cell phones be? electromagnetic fields there's something there's something to it mm -hmm. no doubt it's just trusting the practitioner there's a well it's la and i think yeah, but everyone's, I'm a certified Reiki that's expert, what I'm, just, I'm, I'm this. That's what I was just about to say. Scary. It's LA, you need to do your research. Right. I was invited to the sound bath, these people were fantastic, and they actually are rock, rock and roll musicians, huh. and they do this as well, it's part of their, their world music, is what they call it. Uh -huh. I would go see them again in concert. I wouldn't necessarily go to another sound bath of theirs, not because it wasn't cool. Right. I would prefer just to see them in concert. And this brings it all back to my original point, right. was that the sound bath, the entire time, I wished it was just a concert. Because you could be in uh, a sound bath. My nine-inch nail sound A nine-inch nail sound bath. If that's what you resonate with, and that's what you right. feel happy, calm, not to be calm, but if you feel one with, mm -hmm. A, a Nine Inch Nails concert, right. that's a sound bath. And so people are thinking that, oh, sound bath is this, is this whole new thing. And I think it, it isn't. It's a very old, uh, old I'm tradition. Sure, super old. With the bowls and stuff. But I think that in LA, a lot of times you get sound baths. And I'm like, I just want to go to a rock concert because that's also a sound bath. So and you're just labeling that, it sound right? bath, right? Yeah. So I, mean, I thought that was Sound is as old as as soon as we were tapping our feet by a fire. Rhythm. Clapping our hands or whatever. The rhythm of the ocean, the rhythm of, of the day. Everything has a rhythm to life has a life rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. So they're tapping into that. They're tapping into the the hashtag sound bath, uh, you know, tagline words of sound bath. But, right. but this is not anything new. So would it be something that you would think I would enjoy? You, Thomas? Or, uh, you yeah. Would? Yes, I think that you would probably go to sound baths frequently. You think I should try it then? I think you should try it. Okay. If you should go to this crystal shop, I'm going to find out the name and I'm going to give it to you. I'll, I know I'll there's on one time. on Main Street in Santa Monica here in L.A., but that's kind of interesting. Sound baths, I definitely believe sound is healing. There's all kinds of modalities of therapy. This is a little woo-woo, obviously. But so, or just go to a concert. Some, yeah, or rock out in your car. Mystic Journeys Crystals. Okay. That's what it's called. Mystic Journeys Crystals was the shop I went to. And it's phenomenal. If you just like rocks, you like crystals, you like theology. Yeah, they're fucking expensive, right? Yeah, they're like forty to fifty thousand dollars of Can you medium size. Can you tune your crystals? Can you? Oh, they they gave me. <laughs> this is cool. So when I left, I had a goodie bag because I was pressed, and I had a crystal energized USB thing. Oh. They gave me with a little crystal attached to it, and they said okay. this is to to counteract the frequencies from your computer but now i'm worried he's on my computer he's gonna break my computer is the crystal power gonna like Hush. interesting <laughs> so i don't know but that's gonna be one of my next uh wtf wellnesses is gonna be crystals i'm gonna find crystals okay. and i'm gonna wear them for a certain amount of time and i'm gonna share my experience over a month
Well, I think you're brave for trying it. I'm too nervous to go. If I had someone to go with, would you go with me? Yeah, I'd go with you again. All right. Or we could just go to a concert, which would also sound bad. That would be way <laughs> too much for me. I'd rather deal with a farting fucking person. It wasn't that bad. Than dealing with a bunch of ragers, but very cool. Very cool. But yeah, so Thomas, you've got some segments that you didn't want to just close, Mr. Secrecy over no, here. No, I just, you know, I just, uh, my Benzo Blues. Benzo benzodiazepines, people. Um, anyway, I, I'm tired of being, uh, and this is maybe the first time we're talking about it as a segment, but the biggest thing is finding other people to relate to benzos and explaining to people that you're not fucking crazy, you're not psychotic. Look, a lot of people on benzos may have underlying issues. But getting off of benzos, becoming physically dependent on benzos, or as prescribed, or iatrogenic illness, which means you're harmed by your physician, doctor, psychiatrist, whoever prescribed these things. And now down the rabbit hole, um, getting off of them, and I'm on all these Facebook groups, a lot of them tend to be really negative and horrific, where TW for trigger warnings, you know, where they're like in acesthesia for four years, acesthesia is not being able to sleep, your body is mm. shaking, people get restless leg syndrome. Is that different than insomnia? Uh, well, you can't sleep if you have acesthesia. Okay. It's basically a death sentence for a lot of people. Yeah, because you need to sleep. They kill themselves. Wow. They kill themselves. Damn. So that's another thing when you're in these Facebook groups, so-and-so died, so-and-so got out of the car in the middle of the drive, they're done. And then also, there's a lot of people that have gone through it and they're gracious enough once they're through their uh, withdrawal to stay supportive, you know, whether it's three years out, everyone's, you know, six days. A lot of people use these things recreationally, like popping Xanax bars, and they get hooked on it that way. So benzodiazepines, to clarify, are a class of drugs that are anti-seizure, anti-convulsant medications, derivatives from Depakote, and uh, I forget the other one now, um, but they hook you. So if you start getting panic attacks or you have a fear of something and you take it once a year, maybe. You're dancing with the devil, in my opinion. Um, but fair enough. But they prescribe it for people, oh, you're getting panic attacks or you're in a new environment and you're agoraphobic or you're you know, unable to sleep or someone died and you can't sleep or you know, whatever happens in life. They give it to you and after like four weeks, five weeks, you shouldn't be on them anymore, mm -hmm. even if it's that long. Is there a program in place when these people are giving prescribing right, so these drugs? Are, are they prescribing them in your in your opinion? Um, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're, they're not. They're not doing their due diligence in the way they're prescribing them. No, they're not, and they haven't been for a long time. And this is a shit show. So that's why I call it Benzo Blues. Um, most of the pills are blue. Um, <laughs> and then so the class of drugs, Xanax. A lot of people take those on yep. the street. Clonopin, clomipramine, um, or clonazepam. Then you have, which is Valium. Uh, so Adamant, Xanax, clonopin. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Xanax, clonopin, Valium. Those are the four that I know. There's a trazodone, there's a bunch more. And a lot of people in the group are actually women for menstrual cramps, mm. muscle stuff. So what it does is, it, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, let me just phrase all this, it's just my views, this is just my experience, and my initial gripe is I'm tired of talking about it all the time because I'm tired of people not fucking understanding me. And the only people that can relate are people that have gone through it. So even the psychiatrists and people that I'm meeting with, 
I'm like, here, why don't you take one milligram of clonopin for a month? Like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, no shit. So it's like this dirty little secret in the, in the psychiatric community and then the psychologists, they don't prescribe it. They can diagnose your kid with anxiety disorder or general anxiety disorder or, or agoraphobia or something. And then that'll lead you to having your doctor prescribe a benzo and then your kid's fucked. Yeah. So I've been on it for 25 years. I didn't even realize it. So now all, here's all the lingo. Interdose withdrawal. That usually means you're getting experiences such as anxiety or panic attacks because you're at a medication tolerance, which means your body is acclimated to the medication. You need more of it to keep your fucking mm -hmm. central nervous system, particularly your GABA, down-regulated. So I never ramped up. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I stayed on one milligram for 25 years. And that's not good because that's time. But most people do ramp up. Uh, yeah, because it's not working. Yeah, anymore, yeah, right? so and, most people do. And I was wondering why my panic never got better. Why all the therapy I was spending money on, why none of this shit worked? Why didn't, um, and this is not... Because it, it's... This is not, not a judgment on you of like, why I'm didn't you do judged. this? Um, but, but in that time, if, if you were still having these problems, um, did you ever bring up to your therapist or whoever's prescribing you saying, hey, this isn't actually helping, can I just stop taking it? Yeah, so basically, um, I never knew it wasn't working or not. Yeah. It, it gave, got rid of the free-floating anxiety uh, for a while, and then I just thought it wasn't uh, the therapy. I wasn't doing the work properly, like exposure therapy. I have a fear of flying, traffic. Most people don't like these things anyway, right? But mm -hmm. for me, I would avoid doing it. So then I would start leaning into doing it and spending the money and a lot of money on therapists. And now I'm realizing you can't do therapy if you're doing the inner dose withdrawal. So let's just say I'm going to the valley in traffic at six o'clock. Terrified. Mm -hmm. Five or six times it starts getting easier. The exposure therapy is kicking in. But when you're on inner dose withdrawal or withdrawal or what they call kindling, so much language. language it's okay. Lingo. We explain it. But um, so I would go with my buddy. We would. Uh, we were doing a podcast and um, we would drive to the valley. It would be like an hour and a half bumper to bumper traffic. And I would be at a fucking 11 in panic. Mm -hmm. But on the drive back, it would be midnight, no traffic. And I would feel, I'm so glad I went, yeah. which is the reward. So that would happen. But after five, six, six times, it started to get easier doing the traffic part. But then one day on the ride home, where no, no exposure, no fear, no traffic, I have a full on panic attack. Why? Interdose withdrawal. Mm. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So what do you what happens? You start avoiding the behavior again. Yes. So there's chemical or benzo terror, and then there's your normal anxiety, which is again what what you originally are prescribed these meds for. Or menstrual cramps or you know, uh, you can't sleep or you're getting another med or your polydrug, you're getting given Adderall or you know some antidepressant which amps you up too much and then you need something to sleep yeah so a lot of people are prescribed it for sleep and, and now it's called ct cold turkey because because of all the opioids addiction finally being bringing being being brought to attention now all the doctors are saying oh we can't prescribe anymore because there's they're probably worried about covering their ass oh i'm sure so they cold turkey people uh, and then does it, uh, can't that kill you yeah seizures heart yeah. attack you could die or, or you, again, you sustain brain damage. Because of quitting or because of... Yeah, so because the, of the quitting. quitting causes yeah, the brain it damage. Downregulates your GABA, which uh, is, you know, basically it sits... Uh, downregulating your GABA 
in your neurotransmitters is basically back to the Depakote anti-seizure, anti-convulsant. So when you're taking anti-seizure meds, it's like whatever activity, um, it just basically puts a blanket over it. So they call it benzo fog. It just kind of dulls you out. It just kind of flatlines you so that you're not getting all this ex excitatory, you know, or an, a, a, an amplified irrational fear, like a phobia, right? Um, where it helps slow you down so you're not looping out or ruminating. It helps with OCD, right? But it's not, it's, um, it, it's the physical dependence. Yeah. So I don't know why it took me so long where I didn't ramp up or it took me so long to realize that I was doing good therapy. And, and to be quite honest, I was working all the time and I was highly functioning yeah. in a small little area. And that was my worldview. And I kind of um, just, I uh, kind of just accepted the fact that I wasn't going to be a world traveler or get on a plane. There's yeah. worse things in life to go without. I guess I just kind of settled. You live that. in a nice area, but you don't, you don't want to put yourself in that box. So right. for people listening uh, who maybe are just, just getting acquainted with us, and are going to follow this this uh, Benzo Blues right. segment. Where are you now in the journey? So, so without getting too complicated, yeah. I went from one milligram of clonopin, uh, clonopin, which is actually a slow one. If I was on Xanax, I would have to go to a longer acting like clonopin. Some people are, are hooked on Xanax, so they go to a longer acting one for an easier taper. I triated over. Triate means the transition over from clonopin to Valium, which Valium is the longest acting. It would be kind of like wine, going from vodka to wine. Mm -hmm. So I'm on that right now, and I was on like 15 milligrams or 20 milligrams, and now I'm down to 3.5. And now I'm meeting with yet another expert. My psychiatrist now is great, because one, he's compassionate. He's not just gonna sit there and say, nope, you gotta get off in four weeks. That fucks people up. And also, talk about anxiety. Yeah. Well, so there's so an what's, impending goal there. Right. So what's insidious about benzodiazepines is for people that are prescribed it for anxiety or for you know, yeah, mainly anxiety or not being able to sleep, is the withdrawal is the very same symptoms that you took it for in the first yeah. place. So there's a psychosomatic uh, dependence as well, where people feel that they need it as a crutch. Exactly. I won't be able to sleep without it. When actually, again. When you're in withdrawal, and some people get protracted withdrawal or pause where they're withdrawing for years. Jeez. Some people, kindling is when you withdraw or you withdraw too quickly. Like I had this doctor, I'm not going to mention names, but she had me go way too fucking fast off of clonopin from one milligram. That's 25 years. She had me down to 0.25 in three weeks. Back to the tinnitus from the uh, sound bath. Yeah. Permanent tinnitus right now. Yeah. So... This sounds like a lot of doom and gloom, and it seems like a very insurmountable mountain. But people are doing it, and people, you get through, so you can get through. And then once you right. get through, say so. Once you, Thomas, are down mm -hmm. to nada, how long is it going to take you to get don't back know. to like um? Don't know. You don't know what what did, what have you found in research? What do people tell so, you? So basically, a lot of it's genetics. Okay. What your genetics are, what your central nervous system is, what other behaviors you have, or diagnosis you have. Um, if you walk every day, if you eat really healthy, if you drink tons of water, all those things are going to help. And then a lot of it, some people get off, no problem. Mm -hmm. like, it's really luck of the draw kind of thing. It's genetics. Yeah. It's your central nervous system. Like you're highly ramped. So if you ever, you know, I would never, I would kill anyone who would ever even prescribe it to you or even suggest it. But, you know, some people, look, they're heroin addicts. Or, and I'm not belittling heroin. They're coke addicts or whatever it is. 
they have no problem getting off of benzos. And mm -hmm. other people, like I said, they could be given it for four weeks and it could take two years. Yeah. Other people, 25 years. Uh, so the rule of thumb is the Ashton method. No, uh, this woman out of um, England, I think she passed away now. And that's the people that are in the know are following the research on her, but there's no continued research right mm -hmm. now. There should be more about it. And um, yeah, it is doom and gloom. I'm sorry to be negative. It's not negative. It's just, I'm tired of explaining to people why I'm so agoraphobic, why I'm unable to leave the house some days, why I'm not able to sleep, why I have cold sweats, why I have crazy ideations, why I'm, why I'm not functioning, why I'm not able to participate in life. Now, back to people get off of it. I have to get off of it first. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, it's already been a year getting down to here um, and but it, you're seeing positive effects though. So they call it waves and windows. Mm -hmm. So my clear days, I'm super clear. And I'll, it's like I don't even recognize who, and it's not like that. But I like those days anyway. But it's <laughs> like when I have window days, I'm super clear. Yeah. Um, I don't have any anxiety in my body whatsoever. And um, it's, it's, I hold on to those days to get through the other days where, you know, this has wrecked my life. It also has knocked down my fortitude and my resilience towards dealing with my other issues. Mm -hmm. So things, with benzos, everything kind of, a lot of people experience everything crashing at once, like an addict. Oh, you wake up, you're out of money, you're a cokehead, you're naked in a fountain, whatever it is, right? <laughs> but with coke and heroin, they usually know what the detox is. They know the timeline. With benzos... And those drugs are illegal. And these drugs that you're these talking are prescribed, about are prescribed right. so it's called pharma-harmed. And that's why it's so fucking Ugh. crazy. And there's a lot of, you know, documentaries and a lot of things, you know, coming out about it. Uh, and it's not just benzos. Uh, it's also SSRIs, all your antidepressants, all these things. Mm. They weren't meant to be taken for six months, six years. Now people are on it for 20 years. And it's called paradoxical when the medication actually starts working against you. So yeah, it is doom and gloom. I'm sorry. It's fucking gnarly shit. But I think it's it, this is also a warning tale. Like your life, the things you go through, if you're not talking about them and telling people about yeah. you're not doing your job of educating Correct. those around you. So if I could go back in time to when I was first prescribed this shit, I would not take it. I would just shit my pants every day and just get on the train and what, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was the train in Boston. That was giving me panic attacks. And instead of avoiding it, I would do yoga, go for a jog, uh, and do the exposure therapy, meditate, uh, cry for a week with family, whatever it is. Look, I don't want to sound anti-med. Um, I'm anti-benzos. Personally, these are my personal views. Mm -hmm. uh, but before you get diagnosed with anything or prescribed anything, just I'm all about informed consent. Just as, yes. you know, we're fine. I feel we have the right to know if something has GMO in it or whatever. Same fucking thing. Hey, what are the side effects of this? And then, you know what? Research. Research, and then maybe I'm a nace, uh, doom and gloom guy. Maybe I'm one of these ne negative people. Fair enough. But read stuff. If someone's about to give you Paxil, Prozac, uh, whatever it is, effects or Clonopin, Valium, whatever the fuck, man, go, to, go look at some of these groups. And uh, go, wow, a uh, 50-year-old, one lady, she was a, a police officer, I didn't mention her name, uh, she has no panic ever in her life. She was giving it for, uh, I think, like some uh, endometrial, some woman problem mm -hmm. to help calm her muscles because it's kind of a laxative. Um, she took it for two years, and then now she's has terrible, she's riddled with anxiety. She's like, what the fuck? I was in law enforcement. Yeah. And I'm sure she's seen some stuff. And, but that's what they say. Oh, this is, uh, this is because of your job. She's like, no. 
Yeah. This is not because of my job. This is when I started fucking with these meds. Mm -hmm. And then back, I'll leave it on inspiring notes. So people do get off. And what they say is that the, the taper and the withdrawal uh, itself is so fucking tough anxiety-wise that all your original problems seem like a free ride after. Huh. Like, so that's what a lot of people say. They're like, dude, I'm a completely different person. Um, two years out, it took around six months. So it could be six months, nine months, 18 months. It could be three years. But when, it, when those windows start getting longer and yeah. longer and it's consecutive, they're like, oh my gosh. Like, man, I'll still probably be an anxious person always, but I'll be able to effectively use the other modalities mm -hmm. of treatment, like war sound bath, Mm -hmm. To kind of register. I'm taking you to a way. sound bath now. Right. But that's such a positive note you leave that on because people do to. get better and you have yeah. to because this is such a big mountain yeah. to climb and you are being very yeah. vulnerable doing and it. Don't forget, when they recognize it as an illness and they recognize it for what it is, then you're going to be paying disability workers' comp. Is that why we're not doing it? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> not to mention, they created a drug just like mm -hmm. opiates and now they want to make money on the antidote. Yeah. They want to make money on the cure. They get you hooked. They made their billions a year. I mean, 40 million Americans are on benzodiazepines right now. 40 million? Yep. So you got yeah. a fucking horror show coming. So maybe I'm an earlier how early, person. How early can they prescribe them to people? They're fucking kids. That's really, that's, that's really sad. Yeah, they're giving antidepressants to kids. And again... If you're a lot of these people, 20, what they didn't measure this. It's good for, look, you're having a panic attack, you're on a plane, pop a Xanax. I'm not saying I endorse that, but it's almost understandable. You fly three times a year, eight months apart, you may not get hooked. But if you're taking it every day for four months, you're going to get, you're going to probably have a problem. Yeah. And again, everyone's different. Some people get off of it, no problem. I'm talking and I'm not unique. There's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people just like me on all these groups terrified mm -hmm. going when is this going to end when is this going to end and that's why i'm gracious for the people that are like hey i'm three years out the last year has been great i'm a completely different person i have my life back i'm back to my former self you know so anyway that's my benzo blues benzo blues uh, i'll do more research and share um but this week was kind of rough when you go through a benzo taper where you're getting off look quit quit sugar Okay, people? No, thank you. Quit fucking sugar and or quit smoking weed, quit cigarettes, quit, quit, quit drinking. And tell me how that fucking feels. And times and times 10. Because yep. they say it's 10 times harder than heroin. Jeez. So, I was thinking about trying to quit sugar and I was like, who am I kidding? People can't do it. Man. Yeah. So you could get hooked on anything, but I'd rather be hooked on sugar and hooked on yoga and sound baths than benzos. So maybe the only, only word of caution is if, if you're on them, you know, not to... See how you can get off them safely uh, while you're still healthy and you're not, you know, when if they're still working, figure out if there's another substitute or behavior that you could do to implement it. But I, 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 my opinion, my view is get the fuck off of any benzos and don't let anyone you know take them. There's other, I want to say other meds, but there's other approaches that you could do to treat your malady and afflictions. And, you know, if it's, and you're not sleeping or anything else, maybe it's because you're fat. Maybe you don't work out enough. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, nothing's worse than getting off of benzos. And you don't know until you try. Um, maybe you can uh, let us know your feedback. Yeah, I'm interested to hear it. about your journey. And I think, I like, yeah. I mean, I know it's hard for you and maybe it's bad, but I, I like hearing about your journey. And I think every time we check in, 
Yeah, I don't mean to be, look, I'm not negative. If I was a negative person, I would have been dead already. If you're a negative person, you would have been gone, you would have dead, you would have given up. You'd still, be on, you'd still be on your original yeah. dose. And you're not, and you're a fighter, and that, I think, is something that people Just sucks. Like. Just sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks. That is true. Life, though, doctors sucks. I can't get off of it. Well, just because they're a doctor doesn't mean that they can No, but it's just, it's just kind of like a vicious cycle. They should have done their homework. They were prescribing it for years, and that's another part. Mm. Think about being a psychiatrist and being told that for the last 10 years of your practice, you've been fucking destroying people's lives. That would, that would suck. How would that make you feel? Well, it depends on the person. It would make me feel very if bad. I would, if I, someone told me, hey, you know, the pizza you've been serving, yours in particular, <laughs> not because people overeating or fat, I can't, you know, I don't know if I'm upset my best customers, but... You know, it's on them, right? So it's on me and it's on you to find out if you're being diagnosed with something. First of all, uh, I'm gonna venture to say most therapists are full of shit. That's the first thing. Uh, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, all right? Your regular doctor doesn't know what they're doing. Not when it comes to benzos, not when it comes to a lot of stuff. I don't think when it comes to anything You've experienced in it your health. with your mom. Yeah, and going back to, to health and wellness, yeah. um, you know, doctors are people. And mm -hmm. they do know more than you about some things. Absolutely. But they're not an expert on your body. The just, only person that's an expert on your body is you. Right. You're the only person. And I'll, I'll say this. Look, when it comes to getting in a car accident, needing pins in your metal pins in your arm or whatever, thank you, Western medicine. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the human mind and no, feelings, thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of the Wild West. Yeah. And, you know... There's very, look, there's great people you can listen to, there's positive people, and again, what's, what's any crappier, a psychiatrist or a sound bath? Yeah. I'm going to say this, the sound bath people are not getting you hooked on sound baths. They're not, they're not. Uh, and and follow know. the money, how much does it cost for a sound bath an hour? How much right. does it cost for a psychologist? Right. And it's hour? big pharma, so yeah. back to, you know, we all have, we all want, I don't hate doctors, uh, I just feel like they're not the right people to be prescribing antipsychotics or they're psychotics people. or psychotropic or whatever pharmaceutical meds. A lot of it is overprescribed, and just be cautious. Um, and then the other thing is, while I'm on this journey, I can be way more positive, and that's where it can be. The intention is to be supportive and find a community. And I, and I don't have anyone really that's going through this right now in my immediate family. They're like, "What the fuck." Yeah. And I sound like this big fucking pussy all the time. No, I do. And they're sick. Yeah. And look, everyone gets sick of it. And then when you get... They lose empathy after hearing it. There's no empathy. No, there was, though. No, nah, probably not. Oh. Not even about my family. But they care and they love me. Ultimately, they have my back. Um, but it's very tough for them. Because if I had... I I'd sometimes wish I was a coke addict. Because I'd be different. thrown into detox. It'd be like three months. Mm -hmm. I'd go to AA meetings and that's that. So... Yeah. Anyway, that's my Benzo Blues. That's the Benzo Blues. So you guys need to like and subscribe to our channel yes. first off. Um, so you can come back and listen to all these really cool segments we're going to talk about. And hopefully you can get yourself educated about just with our little sorry, microscopic sorry. piece of the world. I put a Xanax on my phone. <laughs> I've, never, I've never done any, any downers. I feel like Thank it God. just was never in my... This never sounded fun. Like, not that you were prescribed, but in the fun drug world of, of life, people were doing them for, for recreation. I always thought, why are you doing that? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'd rather stay with the plant medicines. Mm -hmm. LSD is kind of scary, but some of these root things, if I had a clean and healthy mind and I was a young person again, I probably would have done less. 
LSD and more like I wanted to have Cabo or Soma. And well, you were also in Boston, right, when this all started. Right from Boston, yeah. So Boston was the, if you were out here in California, maybe it would have been a slightly different idea. Well, it's, just It's funny that you say that because <laughs> when I was there, there was this old VA doctor, okay. psychiatrist, and he was like, you don't need meds, just smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> That's what he fucking said. I mean, he was right. Because yeah. weed would have made me panic more and dealt with my shit. Like every time I was smoking weed, yeah. I started getting panicked because I couldn't feel my feelings. Mm. And that's what it's all about, at least in my perspective now. You're depressed, learn how to feel your feelings better, learn how to take contrary action and exercise more. I know it's uh, hellacious, some people have manic or bipolar, that's a little bit different. But if you're depressed, there's probably something going on in your life. If you're anxious, there's probably something going on in your life. I moved away from my home, I was on my own, working on my own, being my own autonomous, independent person. You know, and mm -hmm. I'm getting close to family. I have one brother in Boston that was very supportive, but it was a very different thing. Yeah. So I started getting panic attacks and freaking out about my life. So it turned into a 25-year journey instead of maybe a three-month journey of going to yoga every day, exercising, finding a, a good, holistic, integrative person. Maybe my nutrition was off, maybe I was working too much, uh, maybe a good life coach. Or, like I said, these therapists need to be held accountable. They should mm -hmm. have Yelp reviews. You know, why are there not more Europe reviews for, for medicine and for they're so protected? It's kind of ridiculous. I was just they're trying so to protected. find like I just, my mom wanted to go to a chiropractor, I was trying to find a chiropractor that accepted Medicare, and hmm. uh, I found one, but it was it was just like the worst trying to find something like that. Yeah. There's no reviews, and I don't know what they're gonna be like. Yeah. You've got to call them, and they're all secretive about all the insurance. It's just and like, you're vulnerable and you're desperate. And just keep that yeah. in mind, vulnerable and desperate. So when you're anxious and shitting your pants with panic or your mom has a brain aneurysm, mm -hmm. you're doing last minute research, right? Yeah. Not in the right state of mind either. Right. So this is a great argument back to education. Hopefully I'm educating some people like, oh, I didn't know, or yeah, maybe I shouldn't play fucking roulette with my brain and, and mm -hmm. pop Xanax to party or whatever. I don't think people realize that it's altering your brain chemistry so much. And that's it's what anything chemistry. you do. Life is brain chemistry. The sugar you Every eat is addition. brain chemistry. So there's a lady, hopefully we'll get her on as a guest. Her name's Dr. Hyla Cass. Mm -hmm. And it's all, even, even look, porn addiction, you name it. It's chemical imbalance, mm -hmm. okay? Whether it's your thyroid, your adrenal, whatever. You're, uh, you're chemically imbalanced. Your sugar, chemical imbalance, chemical imbalance. Oh, your dopamine, serotonin, your cortisol, all those things are yeah. off. All right, you want to regulate with wine, which is, guess what? Going to give you a nice sugar. squirt of, well, not just sugar. Alcohol as well. Alcohol is a depressant. Mm -hmm. It's a sedative. Yep. So create these cocktails, right? And then a healthy central nervous system, a person that's able to healthily deal with life on life's terms, which is where I want to be, and just filter this stuff out. They know I'm a little, uh, a little hungover. I had three or four glasses of wine instead of one. That's a great place to be. You know, but this should start in, in, in school. You should learn how to feel your feelings, not have timeouts or whatever, but learning how to share your feelings, feeling safe to share your feelings, not be stigmatized for feeling different, feeling weird. Those are first steps in the right way. And then a lot of nature, a lot of exercise, no doubt, yeah. and healthy food. And being, being creative, I, I think when you're listening to those things, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I thought, oh, there's someone listening who's saying, I don't have nature, I don't have this. Get creative. You have more resources than you think that you do. Right. And the first resource is learn how to ask for help. 
I'm, I'm alive because I'm a pain in everyone's ass. I fucking admit it. That's good though. But if I didn't have my emergency fucking bat signals and have people come over and, and, and I wouldn't be here, man. So I think one is everyone talks about, oh, this person committed suicide and, and you know, they lamented on and then social media and everything else. But how about if someone just says, or they know how to communicate? Maybe think something's wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe have less friends to worry about, but the friends that you do have, be there for. Yeah. I'd rather show up for one person and make an impact on one person's lives and fail at making a dent in 20 people's lives. So, well said. anyway, Benzo Blues. <laughs> Benzo Blues. I think it's important to talk about, and if you don't, if you don't want to get real, then this isn't the podcast for you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't got time. Ain't nobody got time. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, just gave me a funny look. It was cute, though. Um, like we said before, like and subscribe. We are going to be posting lots of stuff yep. on social media, and we're having a lot of guests are getting lined up. Yeah, some that great guests. Very excited about. Very good. If you did guests. not get a chance to check out our last guest, Mark McManus. No, Maddie McManus. I'm like his last name is McManus. Maddie McManus. We just said St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, I covered the morning show. Yeah. I had the best St. Patrick's Day. You did. This is the. It's it's in a tie for first place, mm. right? Like, wow. yeah, I know the first. My what was the first and best St. Patrick's Day? Not first, the best St. Patrick's Day um, was Dan. And I were supposed to go out to a party, mm -hmm. and then we just made tiny little Irish car bombs in our kitchen, like because we don't drink that much. What's an Irish car bomb? An Irish car bomb. For those of our audience, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, it's half Bailey's. Like it's just half a shot of Bailey's, half a shot of whiskey, and you're supposed to pour it into a full pour of Guinness. Because then I don't want to get wasted ever. Right. Guinness is a meal. In Guinness itself. is a meal. We would just do like a quarter cup of Guinness uh -huh. and then oh, like a half, like a quarter shot, quarter shot of the Bailey's, quarter shot of the whiskey and make little tiny shooters. Right? Uh -huh. Make little shooters. And we just played Irish music. It tastes good. It tastes like a milkshake in your mouth and that's why they're so dangerous. But Dan and I just make Irish car bombs and dance around our, our living room for hours. And that was my best St. Patrick's Day. Sounds good. But then this one topped it. Um, my friends, uh, we should have him on the show, uh, Cantrip Candles. He's a friend who makes candles. And he creates immersive experiences with his candles. He's a big D&D &D player, Dungeons & Dragons. Mm -hmm. um, oh, definitely we should have him on. Oh, he's fantastic. He's such a sweetheart. I love Christoph. I love you. Um, Anyway, he creates these immersive scents. So for St. Patrick's Day, he mm -hmm. turned his apartment into an Irish pub. And he had candles everywhere, and he has like an Irish pub smell for his D&D um, right. games. So the pub smell, Dan and I came over early and we wow. cooked a whole menu, because he had this menu planned, but didn't have anybody to cook it. Mm -hmm. So he te I texted him, you need help. He said, yes I do, oh my God, thank you. Dan and I came over and cooked like shepherd's pie, um, some bar cheese. We cooked a bunch of old, old Irish mm -hmm. recipes. No fish and chips, or uh, we had fish, fish and chops. Yeah, we had fish mm -hmm. and chops. Uh, we had we had we had a bunch of stuff, and um, it was it was so fantastic. And it was a very small group of people. I didn't know anyone but Christoph really. There was mm -hmm. a couple of people I knew, but most of the people I didn't know. And then these wonderful folk singers came by that Christoph knew and oh, played sure. folk music, wow. all to candlelight, and it was fantastic. And it was it was so nice because it wasn't a St. Patrick's Day where everyone went out and got wasted. Right. We were just all hanging out at an Irish pub. Like singing bar songs and it was just very surprising his apartment because he Sorry. changed it into an apartment okay. you're following so for us it was our 25 year and one year anniversary of some pizzerias really yeah. awesome did you have green uh, pesto sauce 
We do have a basil pesto. But did you um, make all green? No, we were, just, we were just delivering a shit ton of pizzas. Nice. And then uh, actually some were to some local pubs. They were, Very cool. They were packed and it was a busy delivery night. Um, it was a beautiful day at the beach too. So. Such a good day here in California. Um, anyway, so that was our what the fucking health wellness <laughs> or what the fuck wellness. What the fuck wellness. And uh, Benzo Blues. Thanks for checking in. Like, subscribe again. Give us some feedback. Yell at us, support us. Uh, just like us first and then tell us what assholes we are. What idiots. Later. <laughs> Thank you. Mod rats. Out. out.